Blog Talk Radio. Welcome back, my friends, to the show that never ends. We're so glad you could attend. Come inside, come inside. There behind the glass stands a real blade of grass. Be careful as you pass. Move along, move along. Come inside, the show's about to start. Here. My wind is this better? My wind is that better. Is better. That okay. is better. I will hold the mic. Then I will hold the microphone right up to the mouth. Not a problem. That is one of the very few times in my life that somebody has said they have a hard time hearing me. It, uh, it is a rarity. Is not, it is not part of the general uh, discussion point. Seth, I have no. not watched the Last Dance since week two. I don't know about you, didn't really have all that much interest in it to begin with uh, as I started watching it. And we talked about this a couple of weeks ago. It was pretty much a regurgitation of what we lived. So, but I have read a lot about it, read a lot about the uh, the problems that some people had along with the the joy that some people had, especially Nick fans reliving the Patrick Ewing, Johnny Stark stage which was the best time in my life to be a Knicks fan. I don't think I've ever heard him called Johnny before. Um, but, yeah, welcome okay, to the show, everybody. Hopefully, you know, hopefully it looks like it'll be the last time that we are calling using from Blog Talk Radio. Um, there may be one more where you can see our lovely our, – our new program we may be using. Uh, we can, it can post live on Facebook. People can look at our lovely faces. I mean, what more can that – how much work traffic can that bring so not much. Um, yeah, I did watch it, but not live. I watched it the next day or two days later, and I t- I enjoyed it for what it was. It's it's nothing spectacular, unless you didn't live through Jordan. And you know, for those of you who are in your twenties and thirties, early thirties, who know Jordan as a brand, not as a basketball player. It gave you an idea of how great he was, and yes, he was that great. Um, but there wasn't that much you learned, except for how – I mean, you knew Pippen was underpaid. It, like, you, you knew a lot of these things. You knew if Pippen was underpaid. You knew that Jordan couldn't stand Jerry Krause. If you're a basketball fan or you're – I mean, more than a casual fan – it wasn't anything new, but it was enjoyable. And that's what I think you have to take out of it, Sean. I, I've told you, if you want to watch 
you know, learn, you know, go go watch Basketball Love Story by Dan Corrin. Don't watch this. Right, and I have, we know and I have started that. And I have started that. So let so let's take a couple of things that came out of that though. Came out of the last end. Number one okay. okay, we knew that Michael Jordan had an ego. We did. I mean it, it, it's actually legendary, right? I mean his ego is kinda legendary. I gotta tell you, I didn't think he was this much of a dick. I really didn't. Um He was a dick. I guess uh, I think it's like every genius or most geniuses and make no bones about it. You know, as Scott Sorrell, a famous writer once said, Michael Jordan is better at his job than everyone else in the planet is at theirs. And by pretty much by that alone, that makes him a genius. And okay. You know, it, I don't it kind of leads that he's to a genius. Hold on. I what I'm saying is that, that's a, that he's a genius. But where, where I'm, you don't know where I'm going. But what I'm saying is geniuses often have little patience for people who are not at their level. And you see this a lot with coaches, who great players who become coaches. And they either burn out quick or they get too frustrated behind the bench because the players are not at their level. And they, they're not at that competitive place. So I, I don't... I don't know if he's, it's, it's a dick being a dick. I think it's just more, he's an extremely competitive person. This is who he is, and this is what got him to this position. And okay. he's not going to apologize All for right. it, which I have no problem All right. with. So, so actually do have a problem with. I don't have a problem with him being a dick on the court. I don't, and I get that. Look, he's he's the... Scott Thoreau is right. He's better at his job than I ever will be a lawyer, that you ever will be an accountant. He is. Uh, I mean, not even close, right? We will never be on that level. And if we are, then we're probably in the wrong jobs. So that's yes. number one. I agree. But it's his off-the-court stuff is what gets me. Not his on-the-court stuff. Like, Spitting on a pizza, spitting on pizza, so nobody else would touch it. Come on, like there's a there's a reason. Like, and the other thing I don't get, and I know he was the executive producer, and I know the only way he does this is if he gets the final authority. I get that. That's what was promised to him a long time ago. But we didn't see anything that was bad, right? There was, just like the Mets in 86, just like the Yankees in ball four, there's a lot of stuff we just haven't heard about, right? I mean, that's natural progression. That's going to happen. And because you know he had final approval, you also know that some of that stuff just wasn't included, for better or for worse. I don't disagree with you. Um, but I, I'm not sure most people. We can't hear you. Pick up the phone. I'm sure most people of that ilk are that different. Jim Brown went to jail for, who to me is the greatest athlete of all time, went to jail for pretty much beating up a woman. 
Muhammad Ali, for as great as he was on certain things, was horrendous to people on others. It's, you know, Ty Cobb is world-renowned for being a racist. I mean, people have that ability and who are catered to left and right. Remember, you know, look, I'm not saying he was a wonderful person by any stretch of the imagination, but he also lived in a bubble more than anyone in the world at that point. In this sure. is the pre-social media age. Think about what it would be yep. like now. Well, I do think, so, I, and that's a great segue. That's a great segue to my next point. I do think about what that would be today, and is that what LeBron James gets? So Channing Fry comes out, and granted, Channing Fry was a teammate of LeBron in Cleveland, a big supporter of LeBron, and he played on obviously a national championship team. Was I don't think he was an All Star, but let's say he was a very good player. For a decade, right? I mean, coming out of Arizona, can we, right? Not yeah. not necessarily a bench yeah. player all these years. He played for the Suns. He played for the Knicks. He played for the Cavs. He he was a good player. He was a starting player in the NBA, first round pick. And he said, and I'm paraphrasing, that players would not have wanted to play with Jordan because he scored. But he didn't do very little. He didn't do a lot else. And because of that, LeBron is a better player. Now, I'm not saying LeBron's a better player. I'm not saying he is. I'm not saying he is. I'm not saying he isn't. That is, I don't think that's the discussion point. I think you kind of put Jordan in the same class as Kobe, right? that there were players that did not enjoy playing with Kobe Bryant. This has been established. Yeah. I think I think that there would be players that would not enjoy playing with Michael Jordan. I don't think there's any question of that. But but overall to say that Michael Jordan only did one thing well, I think undersells him quite a bit. And I'm not the biggest Jordan fan. I'm not. Obviously. Yeah, that's just a silly comment. Um, I, 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 I kind of perused it quickly. Um, and, oh, speaker. I perused it quickly and just kind of dismissed it, as I'm doing with a lot of sports articles right now. Um, yeah, look, he was, an all, he was an all-time great defender. He was a very good rebounder for a guard. You know, he was not a great pass. He could pass when necessitated. It just wasn't. But he's a shooting guard. You know, you know, we've talked about this. LeBron is more like is a better scoring magic. Kobe is the closest similar, you know, the closest to, to Michael that we've seen. And in both a good and bad way. So I don't have a... I, I, I don't understand LeBron Michael arguments. You know, I think what's happened is, you know, and you and I have talked about this. We've hit this we, we've hit this time frame where there is nothing going on, and everything is being overanalyzed twentyfold. 
and that's how in, in the sport in the sports media is desperate to find anything to talk about, and that's where this is coming into play. I mean, Jordan was the greatest player of all time, in my mind, in your mind, I think in most people's mind, and with that comes you know, comes baggage, and LeBron. You know, look, I think LeBron, for all intents and purposes, in this Colin Coward, Skip Bayless, Stephen A. Smith, you know, generation, has handled himself relatively well. You know, Jordan did not have to deal with any of that to that degree, I should say. You know, they've had, they had writers, but nothing like this. And they certainly didn't have to deal with, you know, the, the, twi- the Twitter and the Instagram and all that crap. And I don't know how he would have handled it. But there would have been pictures of him gambling that night, that second night in Atlantic City after they lost the next two, after they were down to the next two zero. I promise you that. Yep. But yeah, I mean, I don't think there are too many. People. I think people want to be surrounded by greatness if they can be, because they can get, they can learn from it. So yeah, there there are certain people who probably would have shied away from playing against with Jordan. There are certain people who would only want to play against Jordan, like a Reggie Miller, who, you know, stayed. it was interesting listening to his discussion that, you know, he admired him, but that team had no fear. And it, you could see that the way Indiana played them, because they played them so tough. Yeah, but you get better by, by playing with the best and learning from that. So I think at the end of the day, most of them would prefer it, would prefer to – most would prefer to play with Jordan as long as they were mentally tough enough to do so. Again, just you bring up the, you bring up that Indiana team. I love that Indiana. Look, that Indiana team played against the Knicks as tough as any team I've ever seen. I think they were a better matchup against the Knicks than the Bulls. Uh, I think they. I would have loved to have seen prime Reggie Miller and the Davis brothers versus the Heat, like, five years later? Like, how much fun would that be? Like, morning, like, like the Knicks went toe-to-toe with those guys, but the Pacers are one of the most fun teams I've ever seen. And it's not because of, maybe it's the type of basketball I played in the type of – and granted, Seth, you, you can certainly tell everybody my jump shot sucks. Like, I have none. But I, I think when you can't contribute in one way, you figure out another way, right? So, for me, it was, okay, how, how can I rebound? How can I box out? How can I push people around with technique if not with physicality? And – those Pacer teams seem to be under Larry Brown, the epitome of that type of team. The Davis brothers may have been my favorite two players in the NBA at the time, even though they were playing against the Knicks the entire time. Like they were fun. What's that? That's weird. Well, I think my I'm three sorry, favorite the players. Brothers were your favorite? I think my three favorite players in the NBA at that time, were Charles Oakley, because I needed a Nick, Anthony Davis, and Dale Davis. These are all the same player, right? They're all the guy that, that gets a rebound, 
maybe shoots an 18-footer from the from the elbow, which is what Oakley's favorite shot was. And other than that, they just do the scrappy things. They don't they they're not wildly athletic. They're just technique guys. They're just big guys that box out and throw an elbow every once in a while. Look, you can teach a jump shot, but if you're not athletic, a jump shot's really not going to help you very much. You can't get free. It doesn't matter. You can teach dribbling, but quite frankly, I'm five foot eight and white. I'm not very fast. So I mean, I could run all I could run all day, but I can't, but I wasn't like end to end speed. So I didn't have a jump shot. I didn't have height. That's Mr. Caymans. Like I'm five foot eight. Seth, you're what six one? Here it is, yeah, somewhere between six. All and right, six. All right, so you got a little bit more height than me. But a little. I could effectively, you know, yeah. But I could effectively box out any person I wanted to. You might have to go over my head, which many people did. But I could <laughs> learn that part of I could learn that part of the game. I could learn the technique part of the game. And every once in a while, you know what? I could hit a jump shot from the corner, or I could hit a jump shot from from the elbow. Those are the guys. Those guys, the Anthony Masons of the world, those are the guys I'd like to be because those are the guys that my skills were basically, I won't say at the level of, but certainly the same skill. That's where I could do my best on the basketball court. So, yes, it's very weird for somebody to like that player rather than another player, but I I feel like when I go from sport to sport, uh, in baseball, I was a shortstop. My favorite player was Ozzie Smith. Ozzie Smith couldn't hit a lick when I first started watching him. But Ozzie could field, and I could field. I, it, it just seemed like I gravitated to those Davis brothers and Davis boys. They weren't really brothers. But uh, it was it was certainly a fun series to watch when the Knicks it, and and the Pacers played. And I think... This reminded me of how good those Pacer teams were. That, again, if Jordan doesn't exist in a parallel universe, it would have been fun to see the Pacers and the Knicks battle it out just as much as it did the Bulls and the Pacers or the Bulls and the Knicks. I think it reminded me more of those teams than it did even Jordan. Jordan's always going to be, well, Jordan, right? That is true. Yeah. Certainly, I, it's uh, worth watching, but I think it's worth watching for what I just said. But I don't think it's something it's it's enjoyable from a retrospect in a, in a you know, in a time where we're kind of thinking all thinking back to better times. It fits nicely. Yeah. During normal circumstances so, would it Something I'd be going crazy for, not really, but I would, but I would still watch it because it's enjoyable. But it was good. It wasn't anything. I didn't think it was other other than the the other than the access to Jordan, which is obviously unprecedented. It was just a fun retrospect. And that's what you should take it as. So guys that look bad coming at it. Well, Jerry Krause was like uh, uh, the Wicked Witch of the West. 
And we've been talking yeah. about that for the last couple of weeks. He looks off. And the worst part is he doesn't have the ability to defend himself, which we've talked about numerous times. Yep. Scotty Pippen doesn't look that great coming out of this. And the guy that really doesn't look that good but gets spared, unless you read underneath, the, read between the lines, is Jerry Reinsdorf. He throws Kraus under the bus a thousand times. But, look, at the end of the day, the owner gets the final say, right, Seth? I mean, in most situations. Yeah. Um, I don't think Pippen looks that bad. I, I, Pippen, you know, Pippen looks a little bit as a whiny because, you know, he wanted to negotiate a contract. But other than that, I don't think he looks terrible. And I think, and I don't think that there is a, you know, this is what he agreed to. So I don't think it's possible. Where does Pippen rank for you? Like, where does – now, is it easier to be Robin? Yeah. Because you play – right? It's it's much easier to be Robin when you have a Batman than to be Batman solely. And how much do you take away from the fact that he opted out against the Knicks for Coach? He opted out of that game. Um, I think it does, I think it hurts him because it was his first of all, that team could have gone that Chicago team could easily have gone to the finals and it didn't so to to um, attribute it you know, to take your one chance of being the number one guy and pretty much like a, no, like a baby, let's call it what it is. You know, you, you literally lose credibility on that. We'll never know what he really was. Was, you know, was he a, a, a one, like a Drexler or a Dr. J who could have led a team to the finals on his own? Was he a one beyond, a brother beyond that could have led a team to a championship as the best part? But was he really the best Kevin McHale probably the best people of all time. And that's not a bad place to be. But is it something, you know, it's not, it's not great. I mean, look, it's a great situation, you know, but it limits how high I can think of him, you know, on an all-time level. I've never, I've always thought he's a little bit overrated, but it limits him to a point, because in his his two years where he had a chance to lead the team to a title, couldn't do it. Now, again, if that's the, if that's, that is the level, that is the threshold of what you're of where you should be based upon the lack of a 
Because, look, a lot of great players never win championships. Peyton, Malone, Stockton, Flashman, Stockton, all these guys were all great for Hall of Famer if they ever won a championship. Although all of them did lead their teams to the finals. But none of them, you know, Barkley could have been a pain in the neck. But none of them, as far as I know, certainly walked away from, from helping, a, helping a team win in a playoff game. And that's exactly what he did. That's fair. Let, let me ask you this, and I know you are and I apologize for the background noise. I am walking on a highway, which is probably not the best of situations. But you being a small hall guy, you're you're the best of the best. And and I get that. There's small hall and there's big hall. Do you believe to be in the in the small hall you have to win a championship? No. Okay. No. I was just curious. As I was ready to take you to task. <laughs> Would you say, but uh, no. I was I was ready. I was, I was going to pull out Ted Williams very quickly. Uh, yeah, no. But it was that argument is ne- that argument has never held water for me. Did you have a guy like Ernie Banks? In what world could Ernie Banks have ever won a championship or won a World Series? It was an opportunity. You know, sports. Teams don't win based on one player. So I think well, that, that was actually going to be my next question. Does it depend on the sport? Where basketball, obviously, one out of five makes a lot more of a difference than one out of, out of nine, where basically you're not touching the ball on every occasion. So in basketball, you obviously one person, LeBron, LeBron James has a lot more influence on the game than Mike Trout does. And yeah. anybody that says differently is just plain stupid. Because LeBron James could have the ball in his hands every single play if he wanted to. While Mike Trout is lucky to have, let's say, he has four putouts, he comes out five, comes up five times a game, the most he's ever going to realistically touch the ball is nine times out of, what, 40? So... Is that dependent on the sport? Of course. No, I'm saying is your small hall of is your small hall of fame, say in basketball, to be in. You use the term, you use the the example of Ernie Banks, and my question was, does the does your small hall of fame require a championship in basketball as opposed to Baseball or football, where one person no. does not have that much no. of a uh, significance. No. Okay. Absolutely not. I cannot imagine. Still a team game. Still a team game. Still a team game. Okay. All right. So, so last dance is over. Soccer supposedly has begun. Have you watched any of the German soccer league? I watched about ten. I watched. I watched about twenty minutes on Sunday. Weird? Not weird. I did not watch it. All I saw was one picture of the game without fans. Yeah, it's strange. It's strange. There's no way around. But is it something is you're? It? Is it something you're going to continue to watch, or was it just a? Uh, 
it was there and you turned it on. Well, the more I watch it while the kids are eating breakfast, kind of. So you see our house. We have the TV on while you know while the kids are eating. So if I put on now, I will not stay home to watch German football. You got German soccer. You out of your mind. But I don't mind having it put on. I don't mind having it on. Um, you know, I'm more into UPL, into the EPL, which I think comes back in two weeks. Um, which again, you know, we've talked about this. I am not someone over the summer who watches an enormous amount of sports. Right. And even though I certainly miss it, and as have you, I don't love to watch regular season baseball to begin with. So I have no problem not really watching it now. I just think it's, it's terrible for the game because it's a time where they could really take advantage. Um, but I'll watch EP- I like watching EPL in the morning and I'll watch the highlights like at 11 o'clock at night that's good enough for me no I totally get that I completely miss baseball right now uh, I won't lie when you get to springtime I'm the first person on opening day that's that pretty much takes off the day and watches baseball. I miss it a lot. Um, being down here where it's warmer already, I miss summer. I miss the summer sports, and it's it's been difficult. But um, I think I told you, Seth, earlier today, I think we're going to have to get used to this. I don't think you're going to see baseball. I don't think you're going to see basketball. Uh, hockey, you're not going to see that either. And I really, the more and more I read about this, the more and more I think about this, the more and more I think about the restrictions that would be necessary to conduct any of those sports. I don't think we're going to see the NFL either. And granted, you're looking at soccer and you're saying, yes, it can be done. I get that. But until the travel works out, having a team go from New York to L.A. and and then come back to New York and then go back to L.A. the next week, where normally they would spend the week in L.A., I just think that there's too much going on here. I think, I mean, and with the the concept of a uh, a spike in the virus in the fall. Seth, I, I hope against hope that it happens. But and, and obviously, I'm not a medical doctor. I'm not somebody that is on the front lines looking at this. But with all the things that are going on, financially and otherwise, I can't see how this happens. It's certainly not as if people who are talking about this stuff know anything more or less than you do. So, Well, that's true. What doctors do, and at least the commissioners know, maybe not about the virus, but they can, they can. how do I say this, plan for, look, they, they know what's available, say, from a hotel industry standpoint or from a 
from a private plane standpoint, which I don't have that information. So I'm just speaking as one guy that has a good amount of knowledge, but I wouldn't say I'm in the know. So from my point of view, I just see this as a catastrophe waiting to happen. I hope I'm wrong. I hope this works out the same way that German soccer does. And I think that's a good test, Kate. I mean, they just started, correct? It was like last week. Yes. And all – let me – from the guy that doesn't know anything about German soccer, it all takes place in Germany, right? It's not like the EPL where you're going – you're going from Italy to to the United Kingdom and so forth. Yeah, it's yeah. All in, um, it's all in Germany. It's all in Germany. No, EPL, so basically it's all a, No, that? Sean, the, the EPL is only in England. Oh, I'm thinking of like Champions League or something like that. I think it's Okay. Yeah, I get confused with soccer. There are so many divisions. Um, maybe soccer will be better because it's just less travel. When you're in, when you're staying within Germany, which is the size of New York, for all the teams, you can take a bus to and from. You can sequester. Germany they can a, be home. Is a, wait a minute. What's that? Germany is the size of New York. The, the area of Germany, I believe, is the area of the size of New York. Germany is three times Not, the size of New. York. Really. Germany is 357,000 square kilometers. New York is 122,000 square kilometers. I love being wrong. Thank you. I absolutely love being wrong. So, no, no, that's great. I mean, seriously, I, I obviously I did not know that. I have taken a train to and from all throughout Germany, and you can get there in a day. So I guess what I'm saying is you don't have to spend the night in the hotel if you don't need to. That was my goal. That was the goal of this entire thing, was you don't need to be in a hotel. So, look, I, again, I hope I'm just as wrong with this as I was with the other thing. And, I hope so, too. Yeah. And, look, we, uh, we, we said we'd go for a half hour, Seth. I'm, I, I'm really got nothing else to say right now. I don't have any news or anything to bring home. Uh, or any other topics, because quite frankly, there aren't any. And I'm very intrigued to see what baseball does. Very intrigued to see what all the sports do as far as the financials of this. But we don't know anything more at this point. And when we do, we'll be happy to talk about it. Good plan. All right, buddy. And I so, guess we'll call it, all right. we'll call it a day. We'll, we'll call it a day. To everybody, have a great week. And stay safe, will you? We'll be here next week or somewhere. Anyway, all right. All right. Seth came is Sean Palmer, BackSportsPage.com, Blog Talk Radio, perhaps for the final time. And we'll see you next week. Have a great week, everybody. Good.